Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Hey, Horror Movie Night. It is another bonus episode. I am sitting here with Lola, who is one, what, seventh of the the collective of female horror film directors. That is true. Fatal Collective, baby. <laughs> so uh, I met Lola at the last, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the last Fantastic Fest because it was in person. Um, right. And we, uh, you had an amazing short. Uh, the whole collective had an amazing short, actually, that played. But now you've got another short that you're uh, trying to raise funds for pruning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> ah, pruning. Thank you for uh, talking to me about pruning, man. I'm very excited. I love the concept of this your your seed and spark campaign video is is so well done it Thank really you. like just sells what this is and and the darkness of it and i like that you're doing something that horror kind of shifts shifts in and out of a lot but like from what i can tell anyway i don't think that there's any supernatural anything about this this is just real life horror being told through a scenario that probably could happen like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like, listen, there's an element that's personified, that, but it is just a reflection of her own inner turmoil and the horror of like your conscience conflicting with your ambition, which is a yeah, real thing. But it's not like a demon doing. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like, a demon. It's yeah, not yeah, a demon. It's like, it's people. It's, it's yeah. that classic, you know, del Toro concept of like, like you could have a million monsters in the screen and none of them are as horrifying as the human beings that are involved in. Totally. In the story. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I'm i always hesitant to say who it was inspired by, although it's obvious who it was inspired I by. I can't imagine. I mean, it's been such a normal four and a half years. I don't know why this idea <laughs> would suddenly just come to you. <laughs> Political commentator culture right now is in a very scary place in general. But yeah, there are a particular few people who I'm like, how do you... Like, I don't think that you believe your shit. Like, I truly don't yeah. think that you do. Like, you just know it's what's going to get you followers and it's what's going to get you money. And you are 
like how do you fucking live with that and that yeah that's the question we're exploring no and i and i think that's a valid because i think that we all go through that right i every time i watch anything about what's happening in this world you're just like you don't really believe this you don't you're just saying things that are gonna get angry people angrier right (laughs) right they're just like loud and people will listen but like is it worth it no is it worth it yeah I mean, to me, obviously, the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is clearly no. (laughs) But I guess this is the one question that I always have with this stuff, and I'm sure that you kind of wrestle with it, too, is like the people who might actually need to see this short are going to just flat out refuse to watch it on the on the log line. You know, I know, I know (laughs) that was that's the fucked up thing. I was like, the point I'm trying to make is not going to land with the people that I (laughs) wanted to land with. But listen, maybe someone I don't know, maybe there's some horror fan out there who just like will watch any horror thing and will think think about it. But, you know, I don't I don't know. I can I can promise you you from the one star reviews we've been getting over the last three or four years that there are horror fans that <laughs> that hopefully will stumble <laughs> into this and maybe have their minds changed but oh my gosh yeah i God got some forbid. troll some troll <laughs> tweets in response to the uh, me posting what it was about i'm like you guys i mean regardless the thing is regardless of what your politics are i think the themes that i'm trying to explore and my co-writer jeremy raiden and i are trying to explore are like just in general, what it's like to be doing something that you don't feel 100% right about. Like, and that could apply to anyone. Like, of course, that, of course, I'm sure that happens with fucking Democrats taking corporate money <laughs> that it conflicts yeah. with what they say they believe in. You know, like it, it applies to everyone. It's just that the particular culture I've chosen to comment on is one that offends people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> And they're a good target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a valid target. Um, so I, at one point when I was watching the Seed and Spark campaign video, th- was this was this always intended to be a short? Because I feel like it could be a feature with Thank the you. Yeah, we are we are talking about now turning it into a feature. Cause I do think there's room for that for sure. It, it's like I've made shorts where I'm like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't need to be expanded. But with this, I'm like, there's so much room to get into this character's backstory and why she chose this life and the slow process of degradation of her soul. You know, there's so many films that I love that you could, you can take a a simple concept and expand it. Like, did you ever see the movie talk radio? No. I'm trying to remember how I even stumbled into it. I had like this weird, I don't know about you, but with film, I'll go through a phase where I want to watch like 20 movies that all have a very similar theme. (laughs) And I had like a radio month where it was like, I just want to watch a bunch of movies about radio DJs. (laughs) But it was like the whole movie takes place in a radio station where this like shock jock conservative radio guy is rambling uh and rambling and rambling. And then at the end of the movie, he walks out to his car and gets shot. Oh, wow. But it's like they never leave the radio station. Like you're just sitting there with him as he's like egging on different people calling in and getting people more riled up. And like, he's getting the creepy calls from people saying that they're coming for him, but like he doesn't take it serious. Like, but it's like, you could take this concept and not necessarily do like a one for one, but like you can spend so much time with this main character over an hour and a half and Mm. build all of the brewing up because yeah, if you keep it to like 15, 20 minutes, sometimes you're you're getting so quick to what the end goal is totally 
that I, I I'm excited to hear that you're thinking about maybe making because I noticed that you didn't really mention the length of it in the video where I was like, I think she's not sure if this is going to be a shorter feature. Just <laughs> well, we're definitely making the short, but okay. uh, in a perfect world, we make the short, we write the script. Someone gives us money because they love the short <laughs> to make the feature. And you can expand it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm all here for it. I am very excited to to see what comes from this. Uh, what what else have you been up to? I know that you've been doing, you do music. I did not know that when I <laughs> when I met you back in Fantastic Fest, <laughs> but I've become a huge fan of your music as well. Oh, so I'd like to talk a little bit about that yeah. if you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a new song coming out pretty soon actually. I always have appreciated what you and and all of the other women that I met at Fantastic Fest seeing like the different directions that y'all have gone has been really exciting to watch and I am so excited. Your your piece Safe Space I remember had such a a perfect like tone to it where it was everything felt like it was slightly off but you Mm. couldn't quite put your finger on it until that final shot and I'm like if there's anybody who can tell this pruning story (laughs) it is it is Lola yay (laughs) oh that makes me so happy thank you I've never heard it described that way but that is totally what I was going for where like I'm just like something's something's off but yeah. you don't know what it is. And yeah, yeah. That's like, oh, I love that shit. I love movies that do that. So that makes me happy that you think my short did that. You know, you go through the seed and spark stuff and it, you know, you call out certain things like David Lynch, a little bit of We Need Kevin, a little bit of um, Black Swan. And it's like, I see even in that short, I see those influences, but absolutely the like, we need to talk about Kevin with this just seems like a perfect, like, hey, if you're. That, that's that's letting me know what I'm stepping in, yeah, which yeah. is a movie that I will probably love and also not want to watch too many times <laughs> <Yeah>. emotionally. <laughs> totally. Oh, Lynn Ramsey's such a freaking genius, man. If I can make anything like half as good as her movies, I will be very, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like a common thing for me is like there are these brilliant horror movies. Hereditary is a big one for me where it's like, I think Hereditary is a masterpiece that I don't think I can ever watch again because mm. I do not like the emotions that it like yeah. puts me through. <laughs> oh, that one is that is r- a rough one, yeah. <laughs> but like I there's also people who are like they live for that shit. Like I have a co-host friend who's like he watches hereditary like on a monthly basis. He's like, "Oh, I love it. I love being like put through those emotions." And I'm like, "No, thanks." Where where do you fall on that spectrum? I can rewatch some pretty fucked up shit. I feel like there <laughs> I mean, I've seen Martyrs like four times. I know people struggle with that one. But like I I would say that the only movies that I don't want to rewatch Oh, here's one I actually don't want to rewatch. I don't want to rewatch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Okay. You've seen that one? I've actually, so here's the weird thing. I can't watch Hereditary. I probably watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer like a million times. Really? Henry, I discovered in college when I was considering doing film as a career. And like the way that that movie works as a low budget, really uncomfortable film, I was Mm. like fascinated by. Mm. But I haven't touched it in like 10 years now. I feel like now I couldn't put myself through that. Well, I actually haven't (laughs) seen it in 10 years, so I might feel differently about it now because I've seen so many more fucked up movies since then. But it reminded me so much of that movie, which actually played at Fantastic Fest when I saw you, The Golden Glove. I never got to see Golden Glove. So both of those movies, like approximate a feeling of 
I don't even want to say horror because that word means too many things, but just like pure <laughs> like badness. <laughs> I, I the, so the phrase that I've been using a lot is like in 2022 anyway, like. I don't have the energy for nihilistic movies anymore. Mm. And I feel like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is just pure nihilism, mm. right? Like from from front to back, it's just like there's just a feeling of dread and hopelessness from, hopelessness. from the start yes. to the end. Yes. And you're like, this guy's never going to get caught. He's just going to keep <laughs> doing these horrible things. He's going to destroy lives and nothing bad is ever going to happen to him. And I just like can't. Like yeah. right now, I don't need. I need. I need the good guys win type movies. Totally. Right now. Well, I feel <laughs> like what what both of them do actually for. I think what it is is they approximate the feeling that I think I would feel if I were actually watching it. Like it feels so. Especially the Golden Glove. That is like the most realistic, long, like one take or at least appearing to be one shot. Where I feel like the way I describe that movie, the Golden Glove is that I feel like I can smell the smells of the decaying body because the detail oh, and the texture of like every piece of the murder is just so visceral. And yeah, it's it doesn't, there's like no happy. No. <laughs> and a, yeah. Well, that's like when I said like with Hereditary, it's not, it's not the deaths in that movie. It's not even the possession in the movie. It's, it's just hearing the sounds of like, Tony Collette finding her dead daughter's body 100%. and screaming that she wants to die. Like that's the stuff I can't put myself totally. through. Totally. That gave me yeah. that same feeling. Like this yeah. is like the worst parts of life that I don't want to see unless I have to. You yeah, know? you you go most of your life trying to like not I, I forget. I, I remember reading a book. The dirty little secret is everybody wants to die before anybody that they care about dies so that you don't have to go through the grief. And I'm totally, like, totally. And I'm like, God, I really like as much as I don't want to die. I also don't want to deal with like my parents, my siblings, my friends, my like, I don't want to go through any of it with any of them. So like, <laughs> uh, 100% dude, the other movie I was going to say that I don't, the, the one I for sure don't want to rewatch, but probably will. <laughs> Um, but I really don't want to. Uh, long story. I'm in. I have do do exposure therapy sometimes. Uh, is Amor Michael Haneke's Amor, which is not horror, no. but it's horrific because <laughs> it is about an older couple who are like who's like they're deteriorating basically, and it's about this hyper real process of watching each other die basically Ugh, what it's like yet. to be old and you're and and dying <laughs> like why like i'm trying to avoid this at all costs i do not i do not want to see this old film brilliantly done though well that's and that's the worst part is that most of them are like super well made yeah <laughs> it's like i like we were saying with henry like henry is undeniably a well-made movie that i just have no desire to like want <laughs> to sit down and watch right now <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like those are the only ones though like i i can deal with gnarly gore i think because i it's, i know it's it's like it doesn't give me the the real feeling you know no, it, with very few exceptions i i I think that this is a common thing. I hear a lot of people say it, but like a Achilles tendons being cut and stuff will like get a a reaction out of me because mm. I, I don't like seeing it. Uh -huh. But like, you know, at the most, it's like the second time I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, let me go get popcorn. At, like just at the time <laughs> that like I need to like turn away. But yeah, the gore, the gore never really 
I feel like the gore was what I was afraid of before I watched horror movies. Like I was like, totally, oh, that's yeah. something I'm really afraid to see. And then yeah. you see like dead alive or something. And you're just like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Chop that fucking head off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Listen, we watch some shit on horror movie night. That's essentially our podcast is watching the, <laughs> the worst of the 80s and 90s. But I'll tell you what, it could be the biggest pile of trash, but if there's a good decapitation, you're like, well, this movie just won me <laughs> <Totally>. over. <laughs> or I love I love a like body splitting in half or like being fully ripped open. Like that's just tight. <laughs> I've seen it a million times and it still makes me laugh every time. But there's nothing like the you see someone slash something and then the character is still like cognizant for a yes, couple seconds yes. and is like you missed me. And then like, they just split. The and you're <laughs> I like, love it. Oh, they got me again. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm assuming that no one gets split down the center in pruning. Not uh, yet. Maybe, no, maybe <laughs> it's currently not one. in the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if people want to go and check it out, what is the easiest way for them to find it? Because obviously I'll put a link in the show notes, but you know, the link that I'm looking at right now is like, seedandspark.com slash fun slash pruning question mark FB, etc. So I'm not sure if there's a, a better route. For there that. is, there is. Okay, so it's bit.ly slash pruning film. And then we're also pruning film on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. All right, everybody, you've got, at the time this comes out, I think like six or seven more days, um, maybe even less. When is it? I think it? it's uh, it's five right now. So it's we're down to the wire. Down to the wire. If you're listening to this, you should probably make the donation now. Well, the interview's over, so I guess it's too late. Well, this. and I just want to <laughs> shout out, we have some amazing perks, including Adam Egypt Mortimer is offering like a small group directing mentorship session, which is fucking super cool. And Dave Lawson of Rustic Films, uh, who did Synchronic and Spring and The Endless and She Dies Tomorrow. He's doing... Uh, two different options. One is um, script coverage or like script feedback for an hour. And one is just like an hour of talking film industry stuff. More cool stuff on there. Just saying they're great uh, perks. And you'll get a song from you also. Let's yeah, not skip a over personalized that. song. You guys come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Lola. I hope that you had as much fun as I did. And we will definitely talk to you when you're promoting the future length version of pruning. That's what I'm, I'm putting it into the ether. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Can't wait. <laughs> Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Are you a fan of young adult novels? 
Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.